0: Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for July 2nd,
1: 2021. Glad that you are with me. I'm Reverend Aaron O'Chart. Let's get started.
0: O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you.
1: Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Eternal God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you call us to a new way of life in your realm of grace and peace. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let your will be done in our lives and in this world that you love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 88 and 148, 1 Samuel 13, 19 through fourteen, fifteen, Acts 9, verses 1 through 9, and Luke 23, verse 26 through 31. Listen for God's word to
0: speak to you. Psalm 88. O Lord God of my salvation, when at
1: night I cry out in your presence, let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like those who have no help. Like those forsaken among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave. Like those whom you remember no more, for they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit and the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me,
0: and you overwhelm me with all your waves. Selah. You have caused my companions to shun me.
1: You have made me a thing of horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call on you, O oh Lord. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do you, sh-
0: do the shades rise up to praise you? Selah. Is your steadfast love declared in the grave,
1: or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the
0: darkness, or your saving help in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, cry out to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. O
1: Lord, why do you cast me off? Why do you hide your face from me? Wretched and close to death from, from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am desperate. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dread assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. From all sides they close
0: in on me. You have caused friend and neighbor to shun me. My companions are in darkness. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise
1: God in the heights. Praise God, all God's angels. Praise God, all God's hosts. Praise God, sun and moon. Praise God, all you shining stars. Praise God, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God commanded and they were created. God established them forever and ever. God fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth. You see monsters in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling God's command. Mountains in all hills, fruit trees in all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God's name alone is exalted. God's glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for God's people.
0: Praise for all God's faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to God. Praise the Lord. From 1 Samuel 13, 19 through 14, 15. Now, there was no blacksmith
1: to be found throughout all the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, The Hebrews must not make swords or spears for themselves. So all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen their plowshares, mattocks, axes, or sickles. The charge was two-thirds of a shekel for the plowshares and for the mattocks, and one-third of a shekel for sharpening the axes and for setting the goads. So on the day of the battle, neither sword nor spear was to be found in the possession of any of the people with Saul and Jonathan, but Saul and his son Jonathan had them. Now a garrison of the Philistines had gone out of the pass of Michmash. One day Jonathan, son of Saul, said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistine garrison on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying in the outskirts of Gibeah Gibeah, under the pomegranate tree that is at Megron. The troops that were with him were about 600 men, along with Ahijah, son of Hedab, Ichabod's brother, son of Phinehas, son of Eli, the priest of the Lord at Shiloh, carrying an ephod. Now the people did not know that Jonathan had gone. In the pass by which Jonathan tried to go over to the Philistine garrison, there was a rocky crag on one side and a rocky crag on the other. The name of one was Bezaz and the name of the other Sina. One crag rose on the north in front of Michmash and the other on the south in front of Giva. Jonathan said to the young man who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to that garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will act for us, for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. His armor bearer said to him, Do all that, you, that your mind inclines you. I am with you. As your mind is, so is mine. Then Jonathan said, Now we will cross over to those men And we'll show ourselves to them. If they say to us, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and we will not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, then we will go up for the Lord has given them into our hand. That will be the sign for us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, look, Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden themselves. The men of the garrison hailed Jonathan and his armor-bearer, saying, Come up to us, and we will show you something. Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet with his armor-bearer following after him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor-bearer coming after him, killed them. In that first slaughter, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed about twenty men within an area of about half a furrow long and an acre of land. There was a panic in the camp, in the field, and among all the people, the garrison, and even the raiders trembled.
0: The earth quaked, and it became a very great panic. From Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. Meanwhile, Saul. This is
1: Saul in the New Testament in Acts, who eventually will be Paul, not to be confused with Saul, Old Testament king of Israel. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that he found, if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Our gospel reading is from Luke chapter 23, verses 26 through 31. As they led Jesus away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country. And they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. So they will begin to say say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do this,
0: when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, we have in 1
1: Samuel a continuation of this story. So, we remember that there's this huge assembly of the Philistines at Michmash, and the Israelites have assembled. They are ready to to go into this battle, but there's great trepidation. Saul has made this sacrifice because he was tired of waiting for Samuel, and because of it, he has now, um, God has rejected him as the king, and Samuel's gone off in a huff. And that probably does not do a whole lot to help Saul out. His confidence, which was not great beforehand, is now really not great. But then we have this story about Jonathan, Saul's son. Jonathan goes and he's investigating. He gets his armor bearer who you know would carry his armor, his shield, his, his swords, all that sort of stuff. This would be a close companionship that uh, a soldier and their armor bearer would have. Nobody has weapons, but Jonathan and Saul have these swords, and they're ready. Um, Jonathan and this armor bearer are going to go and investigate. And you notice from Jonathan, he has this firm faith. He says, you know what? If God's going to give us victory, it doesn't matter if we have a 100 people or if we have just one person. Let's go on up. We'll investigate and we'll see if God is going to give us victory. I don't care about sacrifices. I don't care about, you know, all of these things that my father is worried about, maybe is implied there. But we're going to go and figure it out. If God's going to give us victory, God's going to give us victory. And there's, you know, that's, that's it. It doesn't matter how that's going to happen. So they're going into this little pass and they show themselves to the Philistines and Jonathan sets it up where he says, if they call us up, then we know that, we, that God has given the victory to us already, and we're good. If they come down to us, then we know that we're probably in some trouble. So he goes on over, and they call him up, and he says, great. And God has handed them over, and Jonathan and his armor bearer go up to the where the Philistine guards are and wipe them out. Uh, there's they defeat twenty men very quickly it's a it's a big action scene right um and they go ahead and take out twenty men in this small little space and it creates this panic absolute panic in the camp of the Philistines. The Philistines are running all over the place, freaking out they don't know what's going on because suddenly twenty people are dead and and they don't know where these people where Where the enemy has come from, and maybe there are more enemies, so they're freaking out, and they're just, they now, the Philistines, have lost all of their confidence. We'll see what the Israelites do about this, but here is the the important part of this story is that Jonathan has this understanding of how things work. This is the Deuteronomic uh, sort of history has been showing this over and over and over. If God wants victory, God's gonna get victory. Remember we talked about how, how um, these ancient battles, it was really about whose God is more powerful. If God is on our side and God is indeed more powerful than the Philistines' God, it doesn't matter who is going up against the Philistines. If God wants victory, God's
0: going to have victory no matter how many people there are on our side or their side.
1: Jonathan has this faith where Saul does not. And that's going to play a, a big role in what is to come. Then we have Saul, different Saul, um, the uh, eventual apostle who is breathing threats against the way and is going to arrest everyone. Uh, he's tried to arrest people here in, in Jerusalem. Now he's on his way to Damascus. But on the way, He is struck down. He's struck blind. He sees Jesus, who says, Why are you persecuting me? I don't know who you are. He says, I am Jesus. I'm the one that you're going after. Stop doing that. And he's struck blind, and he is now led to Damascus, the place where he was going to go and and bring those who believe in the way out. Going, assuming that he understands the way things are, he now enters the city, not as a victorious warrior, but as a blind man who does not understand. He doesn't eat or drink. He is in a fast. He is in a a time of self-reflection, trying to figure out, thinking over what he has been doing, the assumptions that he has been making. And what does this vision mean? Then we have in Luke, we have um, Jesus being led up to the place of the cross, um, where the cross will be put up and he'll be crucified. He is not strong enough, and so the Romans ask or demand that this Simon of Cyrene take this cross. We might be reminded that Jesus told his disciples to take up their cross and follow him. And so Simon of Cyrene is uh, the first one to do that in a very literal way. He is bearing the cross for Christ. As he goes, there are all these women. Luke's gospel in particular Lifts up sort of the role of the women in Jesus's ministry. We are told that there are those who have followed him all the ways from Galilee and have been bankrolling his ministry. The very his ability to do the things that he has done is because these women have provided for him, who have uh, come alongside of him and. continuing to be with him. And now these, or maybe other women, are crying, and he says, don't cry for me. Cry for those who will suffer greatly. Again, this sort of apocalyptic um, expectation. And again, a connection, a direct connection between the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD and the things that happened to him
0: specifically in Jerusalem. His betrayal, his death it's because of these things that are happening right now that there will be destruction
1: later that seems to be the implication here um yeah i will also mention our psalms psalm 88 is very much a psalm of lament the book of psalms is really interesting because it not only tells a story overall but it also bears the, um, the emotions of the human experience. Through this poetic work, we experience the, the pain and sorrow and the joy of what it means to be a human being. The writer of this psalm is not having a good time, and you know what? Sometimes we don't as well. Sometimes we need the words to say God, what, what are you doing in this? It also gives us psalms of praise, and Psalm 148 is one of those, and, and very much a culmination of those, this, um, this praise, the remembrance of all things that have passed and God's um, provision for us in the past, but also a firm reliance that God will do new and different things that we were not expecting. The Bible Project has very recently released a video on Psalm 148, so I'm going to include that in the the videos at the end of this video, but definitely go check that out. Let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. We give you our praise and thanks, O God, for all gifts of love we have received from you and for your persistent mercy in Jesus Christ.
0: Especially we thank you for the grace and peace of Jesus Christ. All creatures with whom we share the earth. Those whom we have loved and who have loved us. Support and encouragement from others. Food and drink to share in your name. People of God, for what else do we give thanks?
1: We give thanks that Beverly is continuing to recover from cataract surgery
0: and that Anthony, Lynn's father, is home. We give you our cares and concerns, O
1: God, because we know you are kind and care for your children in every circumstance.
0: Especially we pray for Lutheran and Reformed churches. People who live in poverty. Those who are sick or suffering. Those who work for their healing. Comfort and peace for those who are dying. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for David, a friend of Jan Ann's, who's recovering from bypass surgery.
1: For the family and friends of Ben, a coworker and
0: teammate of Dennis's. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's who was hospitalized with a severely broken leg. For
1: Sally, a friend of Sandy's who is diagnosed with cancer.
0: For Jimmy, who continues to recover after his surgery. For Pam, a friend of Bill's who recently suffered a stroke and is going to the hospital with dizziness and tingling. And for Freddie, who is having a new round of chemotherapy, as well as his caregiver, Ashley. To you, O God, we give up the burdens of this day, trusting your love and mercy.
1: To you, O God, we surrender ourselves, trusting our risen Lord to lead us always in the way of peace, today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
0: For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now let us cast our anxiety on the Lord, who cares for us. The God of all
1: grace will restore strengthen and support us. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible and from the
0: Daily Lectionary Readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.